Yo, it is Sam's Sports Podcast. It's the podcast. It's the free form. It's in your face all the time, 24-7. Get used to it because you want to hear it. Oh, I'm excited because it's a free agency in NFL. The the free agency is off and running. Deals have been signed. I can't even... I, I was trying to find a time to sit down today. Oh, yeah, by the way, today is... Wednesday, March 9th, 2016, and the NFL free agency is off and running. I couldn't even find a time to sit down to actually record this podcast because the truth is, guys are getting signed. When I right as soon as I take away, there's another blip on the radar saying guys are getting signed. I don't know where to start. There's too many things to discuss. I'm going to start with my beloved Eagles. That seems like the most logical place, and I'm just going to keep talking about every single deal I see coming across the pages, and I'm just going to yak about it. There's no there's no form here. There's no segments. There's just a, a completely uninterrupted Sam Sports in your face, or specifically your eardrums. Get used to it. This is how it goes. The Eagles traded Byron Maxwell and Kiko Alonso to the Miami Dolphins for a six-pack of beer and an old dirty pair of underwear, uh, or really specifically draft considerations. I love it. Complete indictment by Howie Roseman that they're moving on from Chip Kelly. They don't want to dilly-dally with these guys. They don't want to see if there's anything to be left of their play. They don't want to see if they fit into the new scheme. Just step into my office. Why? Because you're fired. Get out of here. Moving them off. Good luck to the Dolphins trying to see if they can uh, justify paying the amount of money to Byron Wax Byron Maxwell considering his play. Um, not too long after, and there was a little scariness, as uh, as Shaka pointed out earlier today, um, about how um, there was an issue with his shoulder. Byron Maxwell had got a shoulder injury in Week 17, so there was a feeling that he wasn't going to pass the Dolphins' physical, and that the whole trade might uh, actually be negated. That didn't happen. He passed the physical. The trade went through. Kiko Alonso. Byron Maxwell spend one year in Philadelphia, and then they go to Miami. Miami proceeds to then cut Brent Grimes, their own cornerback. Byron Maxwell is going to take his spot. I don't really think um, that doesn't particularly seem like a surprise. That uh, Byron uh, Brent Grimes getting cut, uh, you know, looked like it was going to be on the radar. Let's stay with the Dolphins for just a brief second, and also discuss the fact that the Dolphins put the transition tag on Olivier Vernon. So the transition tag is like. The franchise tag, although the other teams have an opportunity to actually offer a deal and um, the, uh, the, the, team, the team putting the tag on would then have an opportunity to match the deal. Um, what then happened was the Dolphins lifted the transition tag off of Olivier Vernon. By the way, Olivier Vernon, fantastic, commanding big money on the open market uh, defensive lineman. Uh, they move the transition tag off of him. They go sign Mario Williams because the Buffalo Bills just cut Mario Williams. He had a very down season in Rex Ryan's defense last year. He wasn't happy. I don't think the organization was happy with him anymore, and he was getting paid a gigantic sum of money. They didn't want to restructure his deal or keep him around. Buffalo Bills cut Mario Williams. Miami Dolphins signed him to a two-year $19 million deal. I'm not exactly sure. I don't even want to have Foxy go fact check for me. There's too many deals to talk about. We'll figure out the guaranteed money later. But Miami is going to go get Mario Williams. With that, they pulled the tag off of Olivier Vernon and ba -ba -da -ba, New York Giants walk in, hand Olivier Vernon a gigantic contract. And the New York Giants have definitely been making their own splashes as well. Let me see if I can find some of the other guys that they went and picked up. Who do the Giants get? Giants get, uh, I, I can't find it. I'm going to move on to a different team. I'll come back later when I see another deal. Um, Danny Trevathan from the Denver Broncos, uh, 
I said this before on some of my other podcasts, okay? When this Denver Broncos team wins the Super Bowl, all of a sudden all these guys on the team become huge commodities that the other teams out there with cap room are going to go and steal. We already saw it with Malik Jackson. Malik Jackson played some fantastic football in the Super Bowl, got himself a championship ring, and now he goes and gets himself a big contract with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So he's going to go lend his talents to Jacksonville. Danny Trevathan, on the other hand, looks like he has signed a four-year deal with the Chicago Bears. So he's actually going to go up to the uh, NFC North, uh, see if he can uh, go and make that Chicago Bears defense scary again. I don't know if that's actually going to happen. To move, stick with the Bears for a second. Let's stay with Matt Forte. Matt Forte cut by the Bears, signed by the New York Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I did not see them going to get Matt Forte. They just let uh, Chris Ivory walk out the door. Chris Ivory went and signed a very tasty deal with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think he got something along the lines of $6 million a year, which is very high price to be paying a running back going to Jacksonville. But Jacksonville, that is their perk. The fact that they are out there, they have got a terrible team and a crappy division, but they've got a lot of cap room. And that's about the only way they're able to um, draw tasty talent to Jacksonville is just by overpaying them. They did it last season. They're going to have to do it again until they dig themselves out of a hole of being a terrible team. They're going to continue to have to repay these guys. Um, to keep going on all these topics here, uh, Megatron. Megatron retired. Calvin Johnson's officially retired. On that note, as soon as he's out the door, wonderful. if you want to go watch some great highlight reels uh, commemorating his career, I highly encourage it. They're a lot of fun. As soon as he's out the door, the Detroit Lions signed Marvin Jones, free agent wide receiver from the Cincinnati Bengals. Of course, the Bengals were only going to be able to keep probably one of the Muhammad, uh, Marvin Jones-Mohamed Sanu tandem. Uh, they still haven't signed Sanu, but I think they will keep him, but Marvin Jones leaving was not a big surprise. Uh, going to the Detroit Lions probably was, though. A lot of these things are now surprises. Let's get into some of the splashy news that happened very recently that I think some people might have heard about already is Brock Osweiler spurning the Denver Broncos and signing a deal with the Houston Texans. That's right. Brock Osweiler is now leaving Denver. So you've got Denver losing both Peyton Manning and Brock Osweiler this offseason. Uh, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. It's that look where you're like, shit, what did I do? What was I even thinking? Denver had everything set up. Peyton walked out the door. They got all this cap room to throw at Brock Osweiler. What did Houston say to just scoop them? You know, Shaka, you gave me a mailbag question. Who's Who lost their mind, Brock Osweiler or the Houston Texans? The question is, I think that, uh, I you know, I'm going to say... I'm going to say Brock Osweiler lost his mind because getting out of the the... Super Bowl, getting away from the Super Bowl champion defense of the Denver Broncos and a team that you've already sort of established a rapport with over the last four years and going and trying to get the keys to the car for a Houston Texans uh, team. I-, I think he's putting a little too much on his shoulders right then and there, but you know what? That's the NFL and I'm, I'm a little shocked at, I'm curious what the deal was that Denver offered Brock Osweiler because I mean, the Houston Texans must have offered a toilet seat made of solid gold, a Rolex, and like a G5 jet plane in order to get him out of Denver. I mean, because Denver pretty much had all of the all of the stars aligned for them to just sign Osweiler to another deal, and now they've got a great quarterback to just sort of pass the torch from Peyton Manning. But instead, this is a hell of a coup for the Houston Texans. Kudos. Also, while we're sticking with the Houston Texans, they signed Lamar Miller. That's right. Free agent running back from the Miami Dolphins is now going to be taking Arian Foster's place in Houston. I think it's a pretty decent deal. I like that. I, th- I think it's a positive. I, um, 
I think Lamar Miller certainly could use a change of scenery, and as could uh, Arian Foster as well. I think he's not done, but I think these guys going on to greener pastures is going to benefit both of their careers, uh, although uh, Lamar Miller definitely has a little less tread on his tires, uh, fewer injuries in his past. Um, I'm feeling positive about that. To jump back to the Eagles, because I like talking about my Eagles, so I talked about one of the hottest guards on the free agent market was Brandon Brooks and how a lot of these guys should be signing Brandon Brooks. Well... Philadelphia Eagles signed Brandon Brooks to a five-year contract. That's right. The Eagles went and got offensive line help. I love it. 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 All of these discussions about Andrew Gardner and Matt Tobin and who's actually going to be out there to help Lane Johnson and Jason Peters. Well, now the Eagles have a solid, good, excellent guard to start on the offensive line. Brandon Brooks, I love it. I think it's a fantastic decision. Also, to stick with my Eagles, I haven't even mentioned one of the biggest trades that came across the presses this past couple of days. DeMarco Murray getting traded to the Tennessee Titans. Oh, you know what I'm talking about. That's right. Get out of here. Step into my office. Why? Because you're f***ing fired, okay? Traded. And I think, uh, I believe, um, according to the deal, the Eagles and the Tennessee Titans traded draft positions. Uh, this uh, this year, I think the Titans move down to the Eagles' 13 spot. The Eagles move up to the number eight spot, so they actually get a decent draft pick. But once again, another indictment of Chip Kelly's offseason moves from last year because all of these guys were moved out of Philadelphia for a six-pack of beer. There were no feasible people that came in in replacement for these guys, just draft considerations and, you know, future compensation no actual guys no players instead there was just a sense of get out of here get off of our cap we'll figure out what to do after that and it's really true they went out a couple of cornerbacks and secondary players so Leotis McKelvin signs a two-year deal with the Philadelphia Eagles former cornerback with the Buffalo Bills longtime cornerback a veteran someone who has played with Jim Schwartz before, and he's a guy you can bring him right in. Buffalo was ready to show him greener pastures and uh, try to get a change of scenery. Philadelphia is happy to bring him in with open arms. Also, another Philadelphia off um, signing was they went and signed safety Rodney McLeod, who had been with the St. Louis Rams, well, not the Los Angeles Rams. Um, the Rams had some pretty good secondary guys. McLeod, I think, had pretty much... Um, you know, I think he had lost his job. He was also a guy that was not as much, he wasn't getting as much time in the back, in the secondary for the Rams as much as Janoris Jenkins and Tremaine Johnson were. But this is a guy, I'm kind of curious to see, you know, more depth in that secondary, another fresh face. I'm really interested to see what this coaching staff is going to do with all these new offseason acquisitions. And I'm excited to see how they all play together. Um, hang on a second. So Janoris Jenkins and Tremaine Johnson were the cornerbacks for the Rams. The Rams franchise tagged Tremaine Johnson, which left Janoris Jenkins out on the free agent market. The New York Giants, that was the other big New York Giants signing. They swooped in, gave Janoris Jenkins, I believe, a five-year contract to come play in their secondary, which I think is a, a pretty smart idea if you ask me. He's a pretty darn good cornerback. That's one of the things, with all the losing that the Rams have done in the many seasons to go, uh, you know, it really it, it overlooks the fact that they have a really, really exciting and, uh, and dangerous defense that they're just desperately trying to keep together. I had spoken a little bit about George Aloka, the guy in the secondary for the Cincinnati Bengals. They didn't want to see him go anywhere whatsoever. They signed him to a five-year deal. He's not leaving at all. It shores up that secondary, but it also leaves the question of which of the other secondary members of the Bengals are actually going to be walking. 
you, know, you got Pac-Man Jones, you got Leon Hall. You know, one of these guys is going to be shown the door. Uh, to talk a little bit about backup quarterbacks, so Sam Bradford was signed by the Philadelphia Eagles to a two-year deal, and I think the big discussion, at least for me, was is Sam Bradford going to be the starting quarterback for the Eagles, or are they going to go out and get Chase Daniel, the backup in Kansas City, who Doug Peterson is already familiar with, get him back and then actually give the keys to the car to Chase Daniel. Well, it turns out Philadelphia Eagles said, you know what, let's do both. They signed Sam Bradford and they signed Chase Daniel. Now, it makes you ask the question, what does this mean for Mark Sanchez? But I think everybody in Philadelphia and probably New York as well will say, we don't give a shit what happens to Mark Sanchez. At this point in time, looks like going into the 2016 NFL season, Sam Bradford's going to be your number one. Chase Daniel's going to be your number two. And if things don't work out with Sam Bradford, I got a pretty good feeling Chase Daniel's going to take over over the, the job pretty quickly, if you ask me. So, Eagles shoring up these guys, you know, finding key people to fill in in the holes that they have on their team. I like what they're doing. Uh, backup quarterbacks, again, um, Matt Castle. I believe Matt Castle is going to be signed by the Tennessee Titans to a one-year deal, so he and Zach Mettenberger are actually going to be competing with one another. That'll be interesting to see, although I'm not too excited about either one of those players. Um, Bruce Irvin. Bruce Irvin signed a deal with the Oakland Raiders. Now, this is the second big free agent acquisition for the Oakland Raiders, who also signed offensive lineman uh, Kalechi Osmali from the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Osmali, a great guard play on the offensive line for the Ravens, was definitely up there with Brandon Brooks as a highly touted offensive lineman in this free agent class this year won a Super Bowl with the Ravens, and was definitely, uh, it was a, a big thing for the Ravens to try to go out and make sure they kept him on the roster. He was going to have a lot of suitors. Oakland Raiders, kudos to them. They went out, they signed him to a five-year deal, with the Oakland Raiders actually finally turning a corner after almost a decade of just terrible, terrible football being played out there. They've got a good quarterback, they've got good wide receivers, and they're actually trying to build a thoroughly deep offensive line and a defense to go with it. I like what Oakland's doing. I think picking up Osmali is a great idea. And then you get Bruce Irvin from the Legion of Boom coming right off of Seattle. He gets to fit right in with Khalil Mack. Those two guys are going to be really dangerous. I really like what Oakland's doing. I think these are some really exciting offseason pickups, and uh, they should feel good about it. Um, Tyvon Branch, who I believe had been playing secondary for the Kansas City Chiefs, signs a deal with the Arizona Cardinals. So there's another guy shoring up the Cardinals secondary, which wasn't bad this this past offseason, but definitely needed to be treated and uh, thought of going into it. You know, they they had some older talent in that secondary, and it's not something that needs to be taken lightly as you move into the uh, into the offseason. Now, to scoop back to the Giants just real briefly, think about these two defensive guys they brought in. They also brought in Damon Harrison from the New York Jets. So you bring in Olivier Vernon and you bring in Damon Harrison. You're bringing in some serious defensive power <laughs> that is now bringing coming to this Giants team. I really am excited about some of that. I mean, I'm frightened as, a, as an Eagles fan because this is one of our rivals, but I'm excited for them putting together a very fierce defense, which has been pretty forgettable in the last couple of seasons. A couple of notable cuts. Mike Wallace was cut by the Minnesota Vikings after one season. 
Ever since he left Pittsburgh uh, three years ago, he's had two uh, disappointing seasons in Miami. Now he's got one disappointing season in Minnesota. Let's see if he can even pick up with another franchise anytime soon. Someone's going to want a vertical threat. Speaking of vertical threats, Travis Benjamin with the Cleveland Browns just signed with the San Diego Chargers. So he's actually going to go out there, see if he can help complement Keenan Allen, fill in for some of the missing snaps that now Malcolm Floyd has given up after his retirement. So Malcolm Floyd gone. Uh, Travis Benjamin coming in. The Chargers also opted to um, sign Antonio Gates to an, a two-year extension. So there was even some speculation that Gates might be a free agent. Uh-uh, not going to happen, guys. The Chargers are happy to bring him back. He's still going to be dominant. He and Phillip Rivers will continue their Hall of Fame career connection, and it's going to go on and on. Now his backup, Ladarius Green, Sooner or later, people were going to give him enough money to lure him away from San Diego, and it happened already. Pittsburgh Steelers are giving Ladarius Green a nice deal. Heath Miller is retired. They've got a they've got an opening at tight end. Might as well give it to Ladarius Green. Now, Chargers did sign Joe Barksdale on the offensive line. He'd already been there, been one of the few bright spots in that completely injury-riddled San Diego Chargers offensive line. But Barksdale's a guy who's been playing well. He's been solid. Hasn't been injured as much as the rest of the offensive line, but they gave him money to make sure he wasn't going to go anywhere. Speaking of offensive linemen, Alex Mack. Alex Mack, one of the best centers in the NFL, had a very, very player-friendly contract with the Cleveland Browns. And um, for some time, I think it was pretty predicted that he was going to be opting out of the final three years of his deal. See if he I don't know if he had any ill will towards the Cleveland Browns, but I think he was such a tasty asset that somebody was going to go scoop him up. Well, he was scooped up by the Atlanta Falcons. They signed him to some pretty good money, and I think that's a hell of an acquisition for them, a team which has had much difficulty at the offensive line position for a long time drafting guys high up, but still just dealing with injuries and problems. Alex Mack, I think, is a really good player to add to that offensive line, and he's also going to be someone who I think brings a little bit more consistency and a little bit more ability to stay healthy. So I like that deal. Now, staying in the in the NFC South, Tampa Bay Buccaneers give a five-year deal to Doug Martin. It's a smart idea. Okay, you're not giving him, you know, you're giving him a decent amount of money. You're appreciating what he's done. And the truth is, for all of the problems that Doug Martin had after his rookie year, he pretty much showed everyone else last year that he's here and he's here to stay. He played great football. He was an excellent running back for that Buccaneers team. And they're going to need all of the offensive pieces that they have right now. Okay, they can't afford to be working with Charles Sims and some of the other guys. Not that they're bad players, but Doug Martin is one of the few guys who actually ran for 1,000 yards last season. And you can't you can't snub your nose at that. A um, couple other things to mention. Ben Watson, uh, tight end for the Saints. I believe he signed with the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, definitely getting up there in his career. Um, I think there was a very strong suspicion that the Saints were going to keep him. However, after his good play last year, he was commanding some more money on the free agent market, and the Saints ended up signing, I think, Michael Hunamanawi. I still can't pronounce his name. Uh, former Patriot and San Diego Charger. Um Whew, okay, I'm going to be honest, I'm bouncing all over the place, but I, I still want to try to stay on track. Barely, barely. I'm talking about offensive linemen right now. When I discuss offensive linemen, I want to talk a little bit about Richie Incognito getting signed by the Buffalo Bills after that Miami Dolphins bullying scandal a couple of years ago. It seems to all be in the past now. He spent one season out of football. He comes back. Plays a good year with the Buffalo Bills. Works that into a nice deal. He just re-signed with the Buffalo Bills. He's going to be a mainstay on their offensive line moving forward. Also, 
Uh, Cincinnati Bengals re-sign Eric Winston on the offensive line. You want to keep moving on the offensive line. Uh, uh, Jeff, um, not I'm sorry, not Jeff Schwartz, but Mitchell Schwartz. Mitchell Schwartz, offensive lineman for the Cleveland Browns, just signed a five-year deal with the Kansas City Chiefs. So there's another step for the Chiefs, shoring up pieces of their offensive line. Some more notable cuts. The Jets cut uh, Jeremy Curley and Jeff Cumberland, two guys who are probably a little bit more of the longer-tenured players on the team but I'm sure we're finding themselves on the outside looking in uh, with the new regime of uh, Todd Bowles. Not to say that they were playing poorly, but uh, they've got other guys on that team who I think are taking their jobs away. Uh, Chargers signed nose tackle Brandon Meebane to a three-year deal, so there's another guy who you're going to see leaving um, uh, the, the Seattle Seahawks. You know, as great as that uh, team was, inevitably it had to uh, come falling to pieces because with a great team that goes to the Super Bowl two years in a row, you got to pay your quarterback, and sooner or later the rest of the guys are going to leave to take money elsewhere. Lastly, some of the things I want to just mention are uh, some of the, I know I mentioned backup quarterbacks before. Let me keep going down the backup quarterback list. Oh yeah, Colt McCoy was signed by the Redskins. So the Redskins are officially at a Kirk Cousins, Colt McCoy situation. Robert Griffin III is a free agent. I'm not even sure if anyone's going to actually bring him onto the team. Matt Hasselbeck officially retires after playing a couple of games at age 40 last year for the Indianapolis Colts. I think his body finally said, I'm done with this stuff. He's going to join ESPN immediately and start doing commentation with his brother, Tim. So we'll get a couple of Hasselbeck brothers on ESPN. How adorable. Um, Robert McLean will be coming back to the defense for the Dallas Cowboys on a one-year deal. I think that's a pretty decent option considering that uh, he played a really good substitution role last year. For the, Denver, uh, for the Dallas Cowboys when they went through a lot of injury situations as well. Wow, 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 wow. I just, okay, I've, I've been talking and talking and talking and talking and talking. A lot of these deals came through. I'm still trying to digest a lot of them, which ones are good, which ones are bad. The quarterback movements are exciting. Um, the Brock Osweiler thing is just killing me. I, I kind of think it's a, I, I love the Texans for doing it. I think it can blow up in their face if he doesn't work out because the Texans have certainly had an issue with getting quarterbacks and finding out that they're not working out. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look at last season when they started four different starting quarterbacks. Um, but I like this. I think, you know, Denver is really the one who's going to be sitting back going, oh boy, what the hell are we going to be doing now? You, I mean, I don't think, is Denver going to go get Robert Griffin the third? Is Denver going to go get Nick Foles? I mean, John Elway is really up Shit's Creek without a paddle at this point. He's got to figure out what they're going to be doing because this really puts them in a sticky situation. You know what? I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Tim Tebow, let's go get Tim Tebow up in here. Come on, the man won a playoff game with the Broncos. Maybe not the most recent playoff game, but, you know, he's down. He's interested. Tim Tebow's around. I'm sure he's willing to collect a paycheck or get on the practice squad or something to that extent. <laughs> Woo. Okay, guys, I, I didn't have any format today. I just had to spew what I've been seeing with all these trades. I mean, I love my Eagles for trading away all these Chip Kelly guys. I think it's a good decision. Um, I'm still curious if Ryan Matthews is going to get moved off the Eagles. I'm still really excited to see all these new deals come out. I'm probably going to hop onto the mic soon, uh, maybe tomorrow again, to talk more about all the deals that are going through. Of course, I, I was breaking down each of the divisions. I still have three more divisions to do. i got to do AFC South, uh, NFC North, and um, I believe AFC North as well. I still intend to do those divisions, and of course, i got to get a basketball podcast in as well. Whew, that's about all I got for today. Thank you for listening. I love you guys. As always, um, 
email me at samsportsstation at gmail.com, S-M-A-S-S-P-O-R-T-S-S-T-A-T-I-O-N at gmail.com. That's real easy. It's real easy. Trust me. Find me on Facebook. Find me on Twitter at SmithFaceJones, Sam Sports Station, or Sam Sports Podcast. Just Google those things. You'll find Stitcher. You'll find iTunes. You'll find SoundCloud. Uh, Go to my Facebook page. Write stuff on my Facebook page. Go to the Sam Sports Station Facebook page and write stuff there. Um, Also, of course, I'm going to be on Saturday morning, 610 a.m. ESPN Radio in Philadelphia. WTEL, Saturdays, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for an hour. That has been a heck of a challenge, I'll tell you guys, and I'm having fun doing it and I want to keep doing it. I'm going to keep faking it till I make it. That's what I'm saying. Oh, so exciting time. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, come back on soon. I'll be back talking more trades, more stuff, and then I'll throw in some basketball as a, to flavor it up because you know what? Can't go too long without talking about Steph Curry and LeBron James. You heard. Okay. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.